The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently, we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat Good day, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed. Two of the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. The editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio. Head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com and there you're going to see two videos at the top of the page. The one on the left side is an educational video by Bradley. wasn't on on Saturday, so he is supposed to be back today, I think. So 3 p.m. Eastern, catch him at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. But you can still watch the educational video on John Adams uh, there up until that time. On the right side of the page is where we're at. Click on the play button, blow it up on whatever, whatever device you've got there, and then look for the Rumble icon in the bottom right-hand corner. Click on that. Join us in the chat on Rumble. we got a lot of friends over there. Good morning. Good to see you guys over there as well. And we are streaming live to Rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live. We're also on BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page there. We appreciate the guys giving us a spot over there to their audience also. Right up under where we're streaming live is where you can sign up for our email newsletter. And yes, there are some images missing. I went through and I'm searching for duplicates and all kinds of stuff like that. So some of those disappeared off the site. I'm going to really get it this morning. If I don't get those up uh, as soon as I can. So we're, I'm going to try to do that a little, a little bit later after the show. But uh, sign up for the email newsletter. It goes out once a, a day at between 7 and 8 p.m. Eastern. And uh, then if you want to know what we're doing as far as in the ministry, Sons of Liberty, then go to sonsoflibertyradio.com, sign up for that email. It's all right off the front page, and uh, that tells you what we're doing during the week, where we're at uh, in the country, what we're doing on the radio or the website or whatever the case may be. You can get all that information right there. Okay. All right. This morning, we've got a special guest with us, and we're going to have a couple of guests this week, uh, and we're probably going to tap... Uh, Touch on this a little bit later on in the week, Lord willing, with Brent Winters. Brent's been on the show many times, uh, has translated his own Bible, uh, has made the notations there, learned of the original tongues and, and things of that nature. And so we're going to have him back on later in the week. So we're probably going to touch on some of this, but he's going to talk about why you should never talk to the police. Uh, so we're going to tie that into some things as well. But this morning, um, I, list, I watched a video the other week. And it was it was really interesting. And I guess what drew my interest was 
I had seen our guests, his picture and the videos in our Telegram because people will share his videos. And I never watched one. But this one caught my attention, and it is uh, it is him having a an attorney on. <laughs> so if you if you want to check it out, this is his uh, his Rumble uh, channel. It's called Dave Cares for You, and this is the video that I watched. This it, well, that one isn't the one. This one is the one. It's it's almost four hours long, and I, I got to give props to this guy Phil Lee, who's the attorney. He sat through it. And I'm I'm thinking he was as nervous as a, a you know a long tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs, but he stayed with it, and it was fascinating to hear the answers and how they were how they were done. So w once I was done, I reached out to Dave and I, I said, "Hey, I'd like to have you on to talk about this issue of common law and the compatibility with the Bible," because he was clearly unashamed that he's a Christian and that uh, God's law is the foundation here uh, of what we're looking at, and so. With that said, Dave is joining us all the way out on the West Coast. He's three hours behind, but he is live this morning. This is how dedicated he is to these things. <laughs> and I want to welcome him to the Sons of Liberty. Good morning, man. Hey, how's it going? Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I got to tell you, I, I totally enjoyed the video. Now, I work during the day on the computer, so I would listen some. And then if I'm having to really think, I have to turn it off. So it took me like two days to go through it. But I was fascinated with what went on here. But before we get into that, Tell people a little bit about yourself, what you do, and what you're all about. Well, my, my name is David Jose. I have been in the church uh, since 12 and um, came from uh, Detroit, Michigan, really rough area, um, raised up under a dad who uh, used to be a guy who was kind of like a rough street guy. And uh, then he found the Lord and he started teaching me the Bible at a very young age because I really wanted to please my dad. I would quote uh, the Bible verses that he gave to me back to him real time. And so because I was in Detroit and I was learning all of these Bible verses, um, I would go in front of the drug dealers and the, the killers and the really gangster guys because that's the people that I saw. And I would say to them things like, hey, God doesn't want you having premarital sex. And they'll look at me like, boy, do you know who you're talking to? And what are you saying? But because they saw that I was so bold to come before them, they actually loved me. And they would say things like, oh, pray for me, little boy, uh, you know, when they had crazy things happening. And, uh, you know, it opened up my eyes to kind of like see a lot of things in the world and how things could go. And, and God was building me since I was a little boy to be able to handle situations that I would see later on in life. Of course, that I would have no idea I would see, but um, I ended up playing uh, college sports. I played all through high school, um, ended up getting poisoned by a toxic chemical in uh, 99, almost died, played one more year of football. My career ended uh, because my lungs got burned up by a toxic chemical in that poisoning. And uh, I kind of went through a midlife crisis. I was uh, getting ready to get my degree uh, in a couple of years. I was studying psychology, uh, kind of wanted to figure out some things about my childhood, my mother. Um, how things work in the world. I wanted to motivate people and get people to do the right thing from a young age because I seen so much crazy stuff uh, in Detroit where people would 
would fail and, you know, get into all types of bad things. I just wanted to understand. And so being that I, I studied the Bible, I had a really good view from the scriptures of what was going on. And then when I was able to use some of the things that I learned in school, I, I threw away a lot of stuff because a lot of the stuff in the psychology world is garbage when it comes to what God says. Amen. Um, and indoctrination, you know, they, uh, they try to limit the way that you think and they stop you from getting true knowledge and wisdom because they block what you can look at and they block what you can do experiments on. And then they also block what you can do to help people quickly. They want you to take the time to help people rather than actually helping people uh, with knowledge and wisdom. If you know how to solve something in three minutes, they want you to do a treatment plan for two years. You know, and I, I just couldn't do that. I'm like, look, if I can solve things quickly, I'm going to tell people I can't go down this route. I can't be a psychologist, <laughs> you know, that so makes that's, sense. A, you know, a good amount of my story, you know. Yeah, that no, that makes that makes perfect sense, and I've I've heard the same things. We've we've had some people, and I can't keep them apart. One makes more money, I know, than that the psychologist and the psychiatrist. Uh, but we've had some of the guys on. Uh, I I want to say they're with the psychiatrists. Uh, psychiatrists because, make way more. Yeah, and they're the ones who actually are able to prescribe, right? Prescribe drugs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and some of these guys left that. Uh, because they understood what was going on, people like uh, Andrew Kaufman and, and some other people like that. And so uh, we've had them on to talk about several things, especially with the COVID shots and all that, all that other stuff. But anyway, mm -hmm. well, good. That's that's interesting to hear that. And I would imagine in Detroit, uh, your situation where you had a father, I, I had a good friend up in Philly, and he said one of his <laughs> desires uh, was because of where he grew up. There were a lot of a lot of young men who grew up without dads and sometimes without oh, yeah. moms. Uh, it's there. the norm. It's the norm. So so God really intervened in your life and, and you having your father there and then him teaching you the scriptures. Oh, my goodness. So let's let's start off with this right here, because this was something uh, that I was reading the other day. And this t this goes to what we're going to be talking about. And I think it also goes to what you were saying there. This is Deuteronomy six. And I, I told people, I said, you know, if you were, if you claim to be a believer in the scriptures and in the Lord Jesus Christ, well, this is this is a primary function to be doing. Why are, are people handing their kids off to the public school? Mm -hmm. So what does he say here? He said these command now these commands are the are now these are the commandments, the statutes, and the judgments. That's law, which the mm -hmm. Lord your God commanded to teach you that you might do them in the land whither ye go mm -hmm. to possess it that thou mightest fear the Lord thy God to keep all his statutes and all his commandments, which I command thee, mm -hmm. thou and thy son and thy son's son, all the days of thy life, and that thy days may be prolonged. Hear therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it, that it may be well with thee, and that ye may increase mightily as the Lord God of, of thy fathers hath promised thee, and the land that floweth with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, and here's the practical application of that, the, the hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. And how do we do that? What well, Jesus says, if you if you love God and you love your fellow man, those are the two great commandments. And what hangs on them? Yep. All the law, right? All the law uh, and the prophets. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. and then he goes on and he says, and these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, mm -hmm. and when thou risest up. You, you can't do that if you're sending your kid off 
the, to the public indoctrination center yeah. that we call public schools for eight hours. And then he says, and thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand, and, thy sh and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes, and thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house and on thy gates. And he goes on from there and he says, do this because I don't want you to forget who brought you in this land and who gave you all these things. So it's a very important thing that we understand God's law. And I don't know about you. Uh, let me let me just ask you, do you run into a lot of people who are who are really antinomian? They're they're against the law. They they don't want the law. It's, and they think God's law is for you know, the Old Old Testament and, and this, that, and the other, but they see no value in it. Do you run across those people? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, you hear people say certain things and you can tell that it's ingrained to them to be rebels. So they'll say, you are legalistic, you just want to be right. And I look at them and I say, so are you telling me I should just want to be wrong? Exactly. You know? Yep. Um, or they'll say, you know, God doesn't care if you sin. God doesn't care. He, he forgave you. You know, you're good. God doesn't care if you do this or that. And I'm like, listen, um, this is the same God who sent his son down to die for us. Right? right. Who, 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 who stayed in heaven when people were physically beating his son and, and creating a murder scene and causing him to be uh, beat beyond recognition. This is the same God. And, the the ugliness of sin was so great to him that he would allow that to happen in order to be able to pay the price for sin. So our God had to have his son die and suffer on the cross and bleed like literal blood, right? In order for us to be able to cleanse and be saved. And you think he doesn't care about sin? Like he has to leave heaven willingly, come down, live amongst people who may not have faith as he would want them to try to teach them and then have them kill him and know the death that you're going to die before you even come down. I mean, if you just think about that, you know, you think about him, you know, praying in the garden by, you know, by himself, but just think about all the time where he knows exactly how he's going to die and what kind of life that is when you know you have physical flesh. You, you are God, but you are also man. So you're inside of man's flesh. You know what pain feels like. You probably stubbed your toe on something before. And you know that people are going to pierce your hands and feet. You know, it's very serious. But in the world today, I do meet a lot of people who don't want to be responsible for anything. So they hate the law of God. They hate the word the way that it's written. You know, I have discussions with people and I just tell them, listen, it's written already. If you say that you love God, it's written in his word. You know about him. Amen. Because somebody gave information about his word. Now, some of your information might be distorted. Some of it you might have correct, but his word is where he guides us. It is where we're going to get our strength, is where we're going to get knowledge and wisdom. And if you don't want it, you are not going to get the benefits in any area of your life that you want. Anything. Yeah, amen. That's exactly right. Okay, so let's get to this because uh, when when I I've watched a recent interview or not an interview, but it was a debate, and it was on the compatibility of the Bible with the Constitution, and uh, mm -hmm. Brent was Brent was one of the uh, uh, persons in there, and Brent mm -hmm. will talk about not just the the natural law, which we do we do actually read about in Scripture. This is an interesting thing. I had a conversation with him the other day. We do read about that in Scripture in the Psalms. David talks about how that's 
demonstrated in nature, uh, but also yeah. the written and they go together. It's not like they're independent of one another and you can't make natural law out to be something other than what God has already has already written, as you said. So can you help people understand? Uh, let's get a little background from something that I'm used to with you or that I know of you. This guy, Phil Lee, you you reach out to him. Um, I don't know how you you got in touch with him or whatever. I guess you guys met or something like that. And you invited no, him. No, on your... We never we never met. Okay. He teaches. So he's been an attorney since 2004. That's when he was admitted. Sure. Um, I teach people around the nation about private membership associations. So when the businesses got shut down during COVID, starting in Arizona, a guy named Josh, Josh Barnett had a business that got shut down. And I used to uh, deal with him because we were fighting CPS issues and trafficking of kids, kids getting lost and the such. And uh, Josh told me that his gym got shut down over COVID. And so I'm like, what? Your gym got shut down. I'm like, well, I probably know how to use the law to open you back up where the government can't interfere anymore. And he's like, what? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, we could just create a private membership association, which changes the status of your entity. And now it's outside of the normal jurisdiction of government. So this attorney, I believe, wanted to figure out how to do it. And he came to one of my buddies. I'm sorry, I'm going to change this life. He came to one of my buddies and was talking to him about it. They were in a group together and my buddy actually paid for him to go to one of my uh, classes. And then he, he came out saying, Oh, well um, that isn't really the truth. And the people who talk about PMAs online are lying. And I said, first of all, sir, if you're going to say that I'm lying, I just have to ask you, do you understand and know what the law really says. Do you understand the fundamental law? If you, if you really understand it, um, then let's go live and let's discuss it before people. You can question me and test me all day. I won't practice. I won't study. I'll come with no preparation for you. You can say what you want to say, but prove that what I'm saying is wrong and then we'll know, right? And so I understand that there's a lot of attorneys in this world who have their own knowledge and belief about what the law is. But I know that just like Jesus tells us in Luke eleven fifty two, when he says, woe unto you lawyers, for you hide the key of knowledge, is really what happens. The attorneys down the line have been hiding the key of knowledge or getting taught law that the truth is admit, omitted from. And I can prove it. Even in our state constitutions, which I can just tell your viewers, most of you don't know what the state constitutions say. You know about the United States Constitution because they don't teach it in school anymore. They omit it from the teaching. So when you want to hold government officials accountable, Paul himself claimed his status when uh, he was arrested. He said, you know, will you hit a Roman? Will you do a Roman this way? Or will you try, uh, try I'm sorry, that was Jesus. Will you try a Roman, be, I mean, a, a Roman citizen before, you know, he's been heard? Or would you, would you, would you do these things? And you'll see that, uh, he, he claimed his status in order to get justice when they were dealing with him in the process of his arrest and, and trying him and, and the such. So when you understand that, you realize that for a Christian today, if you do not use the status that you have correctly in order to deal with government service that you control, then you're really going to miss out. Or on on really getting the benefits that you should have and stopping any encroachment on your rights. So 
This gentleman, you know, tried to say that I was lying about what I said. I told him, I said, sir, you can test me at any time. I, I offer for judges, attorneys, government officials to come live with me any day of the week and I won't prepare. So let's do it. So he, he agreed to do it, but he waited until the next day so he could go study <laughs> and figure out what I was saying. <laughs> and and it didn't work. And we were on the call for four hours. And uh, he, he, he made the mistake of continuing he would try to put words in my mouth, but what he what he also did wrong, he hated the fact that uh, the the common law comes from the Bible. He hated it, right? And he kept getting upset because I was saying, "Hey, the 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 is where the common law comes from." And then I would ask him, I would say, "Is is Christianity uh, part of the common law, sir?" And he could not answer. So. It's crazy when you look at the dynamic, but this happens with me and lots of attorneys. Like wherever I go, uh, the attorneys usually try to shut me down or try to, you know, establish some authority and now use what's written and use what's written in the scripture and just show everybody real time. They don't really know the law. Yeah. One of the things that I noticed, and maybe we have some people who would think like uh, like your guest and that is, he he said, common law is court case laws, and you were quick to you were quick to change that. Uh, so help people who who have been taught like that. Help people who've been taught like that. That and and this is the thing. I think it boggles people's minds. Maybe you want to speak to this as well. It boggles people's minds. Okay, how can we? It, it when you're dealing with the courts, a lot of times. I'm understanding it's not you know they should be listening, and then they should be looking at the law, going. Okay, which one of you guys is upholding the law and which one of you aren't? But nine times out of 10, they're not. First, the guys aren't even arguing properly uh, for whatever they're arguing against. And so you get you get a Roe v. Wade decision and then you get you get an overturning of Roe v. in your life. And doesn't wouldn't that cause more confusion than anything that they should be? The judges should be uh, pulling out the law and saying, well, the law says this in accordance with what with what you've got, what you guys have. I mean, I've, I've read some Supreme court decisions and I'm not a lawyer or anything like that. Don't play one on TV. Didn't spend a night in holiday. And you don't, Express. you don't have, you don't have to be as one of the people yeah. who is righteous. You are more wise than any lawyer. So, so we got to know that. Yeah. So when, when these things come up, I, I just see people scratching their head because for instance, the Hobby Lobby ruling they didn't they didn't mention anything really of the constitution they kind of gave lip service say first amendment and that's all they did they didn't really go into what that meant and all the other they jumped ahead to like 1993 to bill clinton and said well he signed this religious thing law and so we're going to go with that and that makes it constitution which sounds goofy to me so how would people understand that uh the difference if they've been taught that common law is really case law court laws that, that changing or conflicting with each other versus what it actually is. Okay. So it's a, it's a trick. So one of the first things that Satan will do is try to remove you from your identity and your relationship with God, and then try to get you to make a decision based on confines that he creates. So let's go back to the garden and let's deal with the first case and the first eviction, right? So what happens is, is that uh, God tells Adam what he wants. He says, hey, you can eat from all these trees. Just don't eat from the tree in the midst of the garden, right? Don't eat from that one. And he tells him that uh, 
that if he eats of this tree, he shall surely die. He shall surely die. So then Satan comes with an alternative to his wife. And Satan lets her know, listen, God is hiding stuff from you. If you eat from this tree, you're going to know good and evil. You could be like God. And she gets the understanding like, whoa, I could be something great and mighty if I eat from this tree. And then she's deceived. Satan tells her, if you eat from this tree, you shall surely not die. He adds one word. So now the added word is against the word that God gave in his promise to Abraham. I'm sorry, to uh, Adam, I'm sorry. And it's promised to Adam. So when, when, when this happens, we see a situation where God told man to be over the things of the sea, the, the, the flying things in the air, the birds, right? And the things on the land, including the creeping, crawling things. So God gave us law, told us exactly what was going to happen if we disobeyed the law, right? There's consequence. And then he tells us, and if a creeping, crawling thing comes to you, you have dominion over that. So then a creeping, crawling thing walks up in the garden and starts challenging what it is that God said. And the first thing they did, uh, Satan did was say, hath God said? Question the law. And then when you get to the point where somebody questions the law and gives you a little bit of pride in the midst of the process, you start to look at alternatives to the law. You end up opening the door to lawlessness, temptation, right? And wrong. And you make God mad, right? Which God is the ultimate judge. So let's take it from that. We see where they were kicked out of the garden. They were exposed, right? They were, uh, they were made, it, it was allowed for them to be, for them to know that they were naked because they did wrong. And God had to ask, how did you know you were naked? So in other words, there was no law against them being naked. But as soon as they did what Satan wanted them to do, they became the shame because they found themselves outside of God's law. Now, when you take that back to what we deal with today, People and attorneys have a problem because attorneys present themselves as the authority and they come saying that the common law is what's called case law. But in America, we have what's called constitutions, 51 of them. Every state has a constitution and then we have a federal. The way that it works is, is in the constitutions, the people wrote it. You'll notice the gentleman in the video when I asked him who wrote the constitutions. He did not want to say the people. He did not want to tell. He's like, uh, uh, I don't know. I'm like, you're telling me you don't know who wrote the constitutions and you're a lawyer, a man learned in the law, right? So what happens is our forefathers actually out of their own mind came together and created states and wrote constitutions to tell how the government was going to work in their states. It tells how the government is going to serve them, what their jobs will be. And they end up creating the state with everybody as equal kings and queens, right? If you look in Revelation, you see how the Bible talks about the righteous people and how they will be kings and priests, right? So when you look at the way that God sets up things, there is royalty on the with the people that belong to God. God expects people to follow him and, and be a righteous, peculiar people. So when we create our constitutions and we say that the legislature shall make laws like this, 
The legislature shall not interfere with our right to liberty. They shall not do this. They shall not do that in the bills and declarations of rights. They all swear. Every government official swears ahead of time that they're not going to go against your rights. Now, when you understand this, the common law is the rights that are common to all men and the law of the people that they create when they create their society. So now when the law says you have to use the common law to make decisions, judges are supposed to look at the common law and the law of God. This is in the Maxims of Law. You can look at the book, uh, Maxims of Law by Charles A. Weissman. It's a 1600 uh, Maxim collection. These maxims are the fundamental principles of law that tells you how things work in all types of law that you can deal with, right? Now, this has been hidden from us, but we can see derivatives of it in our state constitutions. So when we want the government to do us right, they have tricked us out of our education. So they took the Bible away from us so we can't learn fairness. They took the Bible away from us so we can't learn liberty. They took the Bible away from us so we can't learn to be free in Jesus, which allows us to be free in the world, right? And then what they do is, is they hide the state constitutions because the state constitutions tell the requirements for every government official. So when you deal with the common law, the common law is the law that is common to all men. So thou shalt not steal, you shouldn't covet your neighbor's wife, you shouldn't kill each other, um, you shouldn't steal from each other. All the law that Jesus talked about, about not, I mean, about loving your neighbor and loving God, right? If you do what God says, you're going to walk in purity. You're not going to go hurt people. If you love your neighbor, as God said, you're not going to go around trying to steal from your neighbor, trying to hurt your neighbor, trying to punish your neighbor. So let's, 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 make a, let's make a point right there. If that mm -hmm. is the case, then isn't it silly for these, these legislators to be talking about so-called hate crimes because isn't any violation of law, isn't it a form of hate against your neighbor? Yes. So the, the legislature tries to, uh, and attorneys, ultimately what they're trying to do is legislate the common law away. See, when we put the fundamental law into the constitutions, every government official says they're going to follow it. For instance, the government says that we are not going to take away life, liberty, or property from you without due process of law. Well, there was no statutes then when we said when they said that or swore to that and we wrote it in the constitutions. So what law are they talking about? Well, in the same constitution, it says that if you're going to take something, you have to have a trial by a jury of your peers. But if you notice, you can go to traffic court and there'll be no jury. You could go to CPS court. There'll be no trial by jury in a court of record. You could go to uh, child support enforcement court. No trial by jury. You could go to COVID court. No trial by jury. Why would that happen? The reason that it happens is the government has learned that if they just hide the truth from you, they're supposed to be benefiting you and taking care of you. But if you find out that they're supposed to be serving you, what ends up happening is, is you hold them accountable and they can't make money in private programs when they sue you. So what they've been doing is the government are trustees and servants of the people. And as trustees and servants, they're supposed to handle the people's business and benefit us. But in order to make money, they've made partnerships with the federal that if they just take your kids, take your house, take your dog, um, give you tickets in what's called a uh, traffic court, which comes from the Highway Safety Act program, 
they all make side money outside of their normal job, meaning they're acting as trustees for the people and Judas at the same time. How can you do that? Well, I <clears throat> I know there is I know there's some ties with uh, what they've done with us with birth certificates and social security numbers. I know they do that, and that's a that's the the more I look at that, the more corrupt and wicked. It just turns my stomach sometimes to see what they've done to people uh, and put them mm -hmm. in precarious situations. But yeah, they're doing it by exactly what you said. The woes that Jesus gave to the 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 lawyers of the day, the Pharisees. And saying, "Woe to you! You are hiding the key of knowledge. You are trying." Mm -hmm. And they even tried to manipulate it themselves. They said, "Well, you know, okay, what I said, I didn't hold up to, but I didn't swear by the, I didn't swear by the gold of the temple." <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, as yeah. though that gets them off the hook. So I get it. The yep. manipulation of words. Same thing. What Satan did in the beginning. Yeah. So when you look, Jesus goes on to tell them that you hide the key of knowledge. You're not entering in yourselves. You're not using the law. You're not using the key of knowledge. And those who are entering, you hinder, right? So what you'll find like on Twitter and on Facebook and on um, some of these other uh, platforms, the attorneys come when we start talking and they try to hinder people from learning. And they've been used to, as attorneys, just being able to say, no, that's not the law. This person is stupid. They're ignorant. They're sovereign citizens or something. And just get away with it because people believe that they know the law. So what I do is I just say, well, you know, you're supposed to be learned in the law. I challenge you to open up the law with me any day of the week. And what, what happens is now we get a chance to look at the real law because they've been hiding it from the people. So when they try to say what the law is, I'm like, yeah, let's open up the state constitution in this state. Let's open up the state constitution in that state. And at the same time, the people get to learn real time what the real law says, what it says about God what it says about our duties as the people, what it says about our rights and power. I'm going to ask you this. Did you know that the actual law in, in, in the state say that it's an inherent right for the people to not just tell the government what to do, not just instruct them, but when they're in maladministration, they're not following the law, they won't seal the border, they won't do the right things, that we actually have the power to rewrite the whole constitution in that state and, and turn around and uh, replace people and put in new people. Did you know we can actually remove and change government as an inherent right in the constitutions? Yeah, of course. That's one of the things that we've talked about with the Declaration of Independence, the, the right of the mm -hmm. people to alter or to abolish it. But, but yeah. they say it shouldn't be done for trivial matters, but we're way past trivial matters now that we're yeah, dealing with. Way past. So way with, past. with that said, can you tell, and I don't want to interrupt your thought if you have a thought. Do you oh, want to no. continue your thought okay. on that? Okay. One oh, of the things okay. I understand is you were kind of instrumental in something in Arizona in getting some issues with ballots out. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. So the whole Arizona audit didn't happen because of an attorney. The attorney, people wanted to find out what happened, right? There's a video on my Rumble that you can see where on November 5th, two days after the 2020 election, the gym guy, Josh, who's a Republican, brought me down to a meeting at the MTech Center. And I saw where they took ballots that were for Trump um, and the numbers flipped overnight. And I'm like, what in the world, right? So I ended up seeing that something strange was happening and just understanding the law. I could clearly see what was going on, right? And so I went out to this meeting at the MTech Center and I told the people how to use the law 
to do affidavits, to hold the people accountable. And I told them, listen, if you guys do this, if you use the law by God, Arizona will shake the nation. We will get these people caught and we will use our alternative tribunals to make sure we have the ability to see what happened in the election. Right. Told them ahead of time. Now, uh, fast forward a, a day or two, we end up with 127 affidavits of the people telling how they had different things happen to them. Like they were forced to use Sharpies. They hid the ability to see what was happening in the, uh, the viewership of the election. They would block them out of rooms. Um, their ballot was already used before they even got there and somebody voted for them already. We took those 127 affidavits. I created another affidavit to go to Karen Fan and Donald Trump. We sent the affidavits uh, to Donald Trump through Sidney Powell and General Flynn. And we sent the other affidavit to Karen Fan's house. Karen Fan ended up responding to us, which we know that the people usually have a problem with being able to talk to government. We actually taught Karen Fan step-by-step step how to get the only full forensic audit in American history. And that's how the audit happened. It was us making them come back to work. The attorneys were saying you could do it. I was using the law books to teach the attorneys and the uh, members of the legislature how to do the audit and then how to stop Perkins Coy from attacking. Um, we did the full forensic audit in Arizona. We even told them who to pick to do the audit when they didn't want to, and they did it anyway because we were able to understand the law and what they were supposed to do. So that's how the audit happened in Arizona. That's why the 73 Perkins Coy attorneys came and tried to attack. Um, that's why Mark Elias, uh, the dirty, you know, bad guy attorney, Clinton attorney, connected attorney. Um, that's why he kept trying to fight is because he saw that we were exposing uh, what happened in the election. So we were able to, by God, um, get that audit done and uh, it showed the people of the world an idea of maladministration because that's been hidden to hidden from us for for decades um where if a government official did not follow the form of law things get nullified and so i started a teaching back then showing them that there was maladministration i showed karen fan that you can't use fraud to say somebody did something if you're not a first-hand witness, right? The Bible says, you know, we aren't, uh, we aren't to say things falsely, you know, against another person. And so when people ran around and they were saying, you know, we know there was all this fraud, but you don't have a name, you don't have a face, you can't say that you saw somebody do it. In law, that doesn't work. And even in the Bible, you got to have one or two witnesses witnesses to establish every word yeah two or, the two, or two or three witnesses just just one guy won't do it you got to have two or three well one one is yourself oh yeah another yeah. one right sure, so sure. then so if there's you and another person that's two right so so the person making the claim plus one or two more is excellent for law gotcha. in america gotcha you see what i'm saying yep so 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 like for instance in the bible god tells you uh when you have an issue with your brother go you and him alone Right. Then he tells you uh, to go get one or two others. Right. And then you go and speak to him so that you can establish every word. And then if he don't hear you, then he acts a certain way. You tell it to the church. 
right? So when you look at discipline with God, it is where we got the idea of having one person telling what happened and having another witness, that's two witnesses, right? Or two others makes your case really strong, right? So that's how you get the two or three. So uh, we started getting affidavits. So we had way more than two or three witnesses. We had 127. And then that forced Karen Fan to have to bring everybody back to work to look at what happened, to do subpoenas. Um, they didn't know that they could do subpoenas. The uh, subpoenas, the attorneys said that you can't get subpoenas. You're out of session. And then we opened up the Mason's Manual of Legislative Procedure, their own book, and showed them that there's an investigation section for the legislature, taught them how they could do subpoenas. They did it. And uh, Maricopa County has been struggling ever since to try to cover up everything that's happening. And so uh, we were actually able to be part of that work in Arizona. And by God, we got to see Arizona get the first full forensic audit. And we've been able to see the nation fight even since then. Because of that effort, we were able to learn the law about uh, the forced vaccinations, the lockdowns. Uh, we were able to stop a lot of the businesses in Arizona, California, New Jersey from being shut down because of the law that was learned throughout this process. So it, it was an amazing thing. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, the the far-reaching implications and some people learn something that they could utilize. Now, um, not to again, not to be way off track, but what's happened as a result of that? Them, them oh, yeah. getting so, that stuff. So what happened was is that so we instructed Karen Fan to not use the word fraud, but to deal with maladministration because the legislature has the power to investigate anything by which they might write future legislation. So if you say that somebody committed fraud, you have to prove it in a court. This is why Carrie Lake is having a hard time in court because she has no evidence of the actual person who broke the law, right? She has found some things and revealed some things that show what happened, but she doesn't know <clears throat> every person by name when they did it to have firsthand witness. So we said, listen, is maladministration when the government uh, does not follow the law. So because of the audit, we were able to find that there was like over 20 statutes that they broke. They didn't follow form of law, which nullifies elections, which opened up the door for Georgia to start going after their election problem and Michigan to start going after their election problem and uh, New Hampshire and uh, New Hampshire. Wisconsin, New Wisconsin. Yeah, I was actually there in that meeting with Voss okay. as a non-attorney with Trump's old attorneys, Bob and Troopis, and Ivan uh, Ranklin. What, what happened was things spiraled out of control across the nation and government officials started listening to us. So when we were able to teach Karen Fan, it opened the door for the people to see that we also have the power to tell the government what to do, like I was telling them. Then government officials across the country started reaching out to us and we started teaching them. So if you watch like the Mike Lindell symposium, there was a woman on the stage uh, from Virginia. Um, she was a, a, a legislator named Amanda Chase. She came out on stage and said, I want to thank Josh Barnett and David Jose for helping me to learn and, and get not uh, notices done to put the government you know, on notice about their wrongs. We turned in 4,000 notices to them on the floor, served them on the floor. 
And everybody who heard it, who knew us was like, holy crap, right? Like this, this lady is telling about this fight all the way in Virginia. And she's being taught by somebody all the way across the country in Arizona. And then they saw a gentleman who was an attorney in Michigan come out with the affidavit and 10,000 people signed it. Uh, a, a guy named Matt DiPerno. And I actually wrote that affidavit a, a half a year before. And I was trying to find people who could understand the law because Michigan's own constitution says that any one man can do a statewide audit across the country. I'm sorry, across the state by himself, just if one man wants it. And the courts were trying to block it. So what ended up happening was is that the people were made aware of their power and their strength. And we know that in the scripture, it was a bad situation. But when when God saw the people, you know, at the tower, you know, uh, when they were to the point that they were all working together in unison, God had to interfere because he said, behold, you know, look, the, the people is one. Right. Nothing is going to be restrained from them that they decide to do if the people is one in America. We've had a problem because the people who want to do right by God want to be one with many things, but then they have information hidden from them so that they can't have judgment on the issue. So people in the church want to do us right. But oftentimes the people in the church don't realize that they have a power in America to instruct our servants. So they get taught, listen, you don't you don't talk about politics. You don't talk about God. You don't you know, do this or you're you know, you're not being tolerant. The problem is, is in America, you're supposed to control your servants. So in other words, you got pit bulls running on the street with no leash. They're attacking people in different countries, lying, stealing, robbing people, making up statutes to go against the people's rights. And we don't even know that we're supposed to correct them. And so scripturally, the Bible talks about the works of evil and how we reprove them. We, we aren't to we partake in it. Yeah, we expose them. Yes. Yes, sir. But if, 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 if we don't know what the law says and they hide the state constitution from us and they hide that the, fa the fact that in, in the Bible, it talks about your rulers. But in America, we don't have rulers. The law that we created is like the law that God told the Israelites they should have. God told the Israelites, look, you worship me. I'll be your king. And the people are like, no, no, no. We want a king like our neighbors. And God is like, look, if you get a king, they're going to take your kids and send them off to war. They're going to do you wrong. Uh, they're going to take of your lands like you really don't want this. You can let me be king. No, we want a king like our neighbors. We want to be like them. God's like, all right. Well, if you want a king, I'll let you have a king, but I'm going to pick him. Right. So. Israel ends up getting in a lot of trouble because they could have been a nation that just followed God, right? And then the people would be free. But the problem is, is they wanted to have a man to put over themselves as, as if the man is going to be God. So then our forefathers in America realized, you know, in the Bible, God kind of taught us about this king. We just saw this king steal all our stuff, you know, pillaging in America, coming and having officers steal of our um, substance, uh, making fake statues to go against us to steal our stuff like they're doing in America today is what you mentioned earlier about them making laws against the people. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and they said, you know, 
uh, we're going to go ahead and drop this idea of being a king. And we're all going to be kings by ourselves, like the Bible, right? See, these men love the Bible. You can see in the state constitutions, they are bragging about God. They're like, yeah, you know, we thank God for all our liberties and the prosperity. And, and, and because of that, we are going to ordain this constitution. If you just go read the preamble starting in the east of the constitutions and go west, it's going to blow your mind because they tell you that there's no God in politics. But then you see that the forefathers are talking about how much they love God and thank God for all he's doing for them. And, and this is the only way you can keep a nation free. Yeah, how one do of the, they hide that from you? Yeah, one of the th one of the questions though is like the 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 gentleman you had on on your your podcast there, and that is that he goes, okay, I don't care about religion, and so when he looks to uh, say some of the stuff he looks at, he's not seeing the Bible verses, he's not seeing the influence of Scripture there. So the obvious question is, uh, and and we come to kind of what you're saying there. I, I see a fulfillment. We, we've talked about the, the fulfillment of Bible prophecy. And, you know, Second Peter says very clearly, you're a chosen nation. You know, you're a kingdom of priests or mm -hmm. some translations say a nation of kings and priests. Mm -hmm. And so what you're what you're giving there is it's taking back and it's giving to the people. And people say, well, this isn't happened. This isn't true. This, you know, that that we're not ruling. Well, we're not ruling over because of our ignorance, just like Israel we're destroyed for our lack of knowledge. And what is knowledge. that lack of knowledge about? The law. It's about the yeah. law. So I and think all of this fits in perfectly. So when we, we, and I'm glad you gave that example, because there's probably a lot of people listening who said, well, gosh, this guy was influential in that. And God takes a, a simple guy like yourself and he uses, he uses you to influence all these other people to, to get some results uh, to push forward against the evil, to expose it for what it is, and then obviously to seek to prosecute it and get people out of office who aren't supposed to be there. But mm. let me ask you, since they wanted men to do these things, they wanted kings in, in God's place, what would be the difference in Americans wanting people to be representatives over them or presidents or well, obviously, the Bible had judges. The Old Testament had judges that would, would sort things when people couldn't sort them themselves. What would be the difference in between those two things? Well, because in the Bible, it tells us, I'm sorry, in the law here, our form of law, we don't have any men over us. It actually says, can, can I ask you this? Can I do this real quick? And sure. I don't know if you have enough time. Yeah, this no, you got plenty. Your plenty audience. Do you have... Can you have? Do you have the ability to open up the the, the uh, constitution on the internet so I can show one of the constitutions, so I can show your sure. viewership how much power they have? Yeah, absolutely. So if you could, please open up the um, the Georgia Constitution, the, and and there's going to be a ballotpedia version. If you just do a search, you're going to see where it says you write in Georgia Constitution. Scroll down. Okay, it's going to say ballotpedia. I'm going to show you something that is going to blow your mind. And if we could go to Georgia Constitution and then Massachusetts, it will blow everybody's mind on here. Right. Because the idea is, is that these people lead you, right? Now, if you click on the preamble for me, click the preamble and we're going to just laugh together at how powerful God is. Because they want yes. us to believe that our forefathers were all people who hated God. Yep. Who, do, who don't know the, the the law of God or anything like that. Can you read that for me? Yeah, it says, To perpetuate the principles of free government, ensure justice to all, 
preserve peace, promote the interest and happiness of the citizen of the family, and transmit to posterity the enjoyment of liberty. We, the people of Georgia, relying upon the protection and guidance of Almighty God, do ordain who? Almighty who? God. Almighty who? God. The but lawgiver. They say God has no. They have no. They say God has no business in politics. The very political association called the state, the people are praising Almighty God. Yep. And they do ordain and establish the Constitution with the protection and guidance of Almighty God. That's what they're claiming, yes. Okay, so let's see how mighty and powerful God is with these men that he taught. So let's go back and let's just go to the Bill of Rights. It's going to be like one little section down. Right. And we're going to scroll all the way down to section two. Let me see. Uh, Article two? Yep. Wait, do you see oh, where it says? Article one is the Bill of one. Rights. Article one. Article okay. one Bill of Rights is going to be section two of Article one. So section one is right of persons, right? Okay. Scroll all the way down to section two and watch what you see. This is going to shock the minds of the people who are watching because nobody teaches this. Is this in this watch section this. here? It's going to be in section oh, two. Section two. Right, okay. right there. Okay. Paragraph one, sir. Can you please read that for us? Yeah. All government of right originates with the people, is founded whoa, upon the- Whoa, 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 whoa. Yep. It don't originate with attorneys who write the law for us? Mm. It don't originate with kings or Britain or politicians? All government is what? It, it is originates with the people. Okay, so it originates with the people. So we the people are the one who created, is based on what we want, not what government wants. Now, people are going to say, that sounds crazy. You must be one of these sovereign citizens. Sir, please read the next part of the sentence. Is <laughs> founded upon their will only. Wait, this is talking about the people, right? Yep. Is founded upon their will only, not theirs and the government that they hire to serve them? Hmm. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Okay, let's get some more. <laughs> and is instituted solely for the good of the whole. Is made for the good of us, not for the good of the government servants. Right. They're, they're just serving us. Watch this. This is this is going to blow your mind. People don't know that all the constitutions are just trust. They are just servants. That's yeah. all they are. Nothing public more. service is a public section. trust. Yeah. Look, look at the next part. Okay, let's do this. Uh, we got about uh -huh. thirty seconds, and I need to cut off for the uh, for the for the radio, and we'll continue on the other okay, side. Gotcha, People gotcha. can pick that up on sonsoflibertymedia dot com. If you want to call in, maybe you got a comment or a question for Dave eight zero three six one nine nine eight five five. I didn't give that number out earlier, except in the chat eight zero three six one nine nine eight five five. You can call in and do that. You can also catch Dave at Dave Cares for You on Rumble. And also, uh, Real Dave cares for you, and that's using a number four on Twitter if you want to follow him on Twitter. But if you want to call in, 803-619-9855. Bradley, be with you at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And Lord Boone will be back with you in the morning, bright and early, 6 a.m. Talk to you then. See you. Okay, want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio. And uh, Dave, let's let's go back to where we were at. Uh, we were in the Georgia Constitution there, and and I can hear some some questions coming because uh, you know I would I would have them too. Okay, they said they started with Almighty God, but then they said all government of right originates with the people. Yes, sir. How would how oh, would you, that fall you, into line with how God set up His government? 
you're going to love this okay. because you know this already. Okay. So you remember when God allowed them to pick they could, that they could have a king, right? Yep. So even in the beginning, God allowed the people to take part in government by consent. Meaning we get to tell the type of government we want to have and be part of it with God. And God was not against us putting the type of government in place that we wanted. Now, in in Israel, God would have had Levites acting as servants of the people, keeping the law, right? <laughs> yep, yep. Well, and the king and, was supposed to do it too, right? He was supposed to write down the words of God yes. anyway and keep those. So he, was to, he wasn't he, making his own law. He was keeping God's law. He was to keep the book, right? Now, he was to keep a copy to make sure he executes judgment correctly. So you got to have the book of the law to be able to execute judgment correctly. And you'll see where God had his priests, right? The priests would, would have the word, right? They would make copies of the word so that everything would stay flowing, right? In the temple, they should have had scripture. When Jesus came, he's, he told them, you even heard in scripture what I'm saying. So those copies that the people had at the time of Jesus coming, Jesus called scripture. And he expected them to know the same truth. See, the world tries to say, oh, well, if time goes by and you don't have the original, it's no longer the trusted word of God. No. The word continues because God told them to keep copies, period, right? So if you don't have the book of the law, you can't have good judgment. So this is why it was so important when Josiah found the hidden book of the law. Yep. So he was able to knock down all of the corrupt uh, Baal worshiping people and statues when he realized that there was a law that said God hated these. I, this idolatry and these false gods. So when you understand this, God wanted the Israelites to make him king and to follow up under him. So in our government, the way we created, notice that we said, God is the one who gives us all of our liberty. It comes from him. We can't touch that. So now we're going to just have a whole bunch of servants that handle our marriage certificates and our roads and stuff like that as servants. We are not going to have any leaders. Okay. So now the law is for the government officials to keep the law of God and follow what is right. And we are the trust protectors. We're the ones who sit there and watch us say, oh, government officials, if you do anything out of line, we got a right to fix it, remove you, or whatever, which you'll see right there in that state constitution. Okay, so let's let's ask another question here, um, mm -hmm. because I think that's 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 a good example of of what went on. When you're talking about uh, situations, and, and we do have in our constitution where they handle things like roads. Mm -hmm. Okay, and I understand basically what the people have done is they've said uh, when they say when they're having a government, they're saying. We want employees to take care of some some trust issues that we have, some things that, that we're going to have in trust. Well, the, uh, the obvious question I have is, was this an issue uh, that the Bible has that was the responsibility of government? So, for instance, roads. Now, I know governments made roads. I know we Rome 
you know, you can see history, how God took the Grecians who came in and expanded the empire so that they had a common language. And then you can see the Romans coming in and setting up all the roads just so God can use it to send his apostles out to tell the gospel. Uh, so there's, mm -hmm. there's some fascinating things there. But do we have any, because what it, and I understand early on that the, at least the federal government was largely funded with tariffs. It wasn't charging the people to do that. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. now we have mm -hmm. so much that's gone against that. And that doesn't say against a certain thing that's established as law. But w what's the issue there for uh, the people, you know, my neighbors or whatever telling me, well, I got to pay for the roads uh, through certain kind of things of direct taxation, which infringe oh, no. on my liberty and stuff like that. They didn't. Mm -mm. That wasn't going on at first. Well, that's not in the law. See, okay. what they did was is hide the state constitution. So when they hide what we're reading right now, you can get away with charging the people for whatever you want. And when the people have, see, the Bible doesn't say just that the people perish for a lack of knowledge. It says they perish for a lack of knowledge. And the next part of the verse says, because they reject it. That's right. Yep. And then God says, because you reject it, I'll reject you. And your children. Yeah. And he, so he goes on to tell the punishment. So what's happening now is we got tricked in schools. Elite elitists took over our schooling and said, listen, if you want to be tolerant, you can't talk about God. You can't talk about money. Now, we know as Christians in our heart that we're supposed to teach the gospel. We know that we're supposed to love our fellow man enough to tell them what the law says. What the truth says, what God's word says. So if we won't do that, how do we expect for there to be a benefit? when it comes to God's word moving forward or for him to bless us. So what's happened is, is that these bad government actors have hidden the state constitution. So we accept stuff that's wrong and we don't even know we're supposed to fix it. Yeah, you, you can't so, fix what you don't know is broken, right? Yes. Yeah, so since it's not even in your realm of understanding that you have the power to fix stuff, you are 100% in the right to fix stuff. See, the Bible tells us that we are to be righteous, right? The Bible talks about following your rulers. The only difference is in America, we're the rulers as the people. So the government should be following us because that's what's written in our law. Now, if, if you if you look at the fact in that state constitution where did you see where it says they're trustees and servants? I don't think I've read down that far, but I'm familiar with that. That's why I was saying a public uh, public service is a public trust. But yeah, so if you read, it's going to say the public officers are the trustees and servants of the people, and that they are at all times accountable or amenable to us. Yeah, let me let me just bring that up for people. That's in the the paragraph one of section two. All government yes, right originates with the people, is founded upon their will only, and is instituted solely for the good of the whole. Public officers are the trustees and servants of the people and are at all times amendable to them. So they're accountable to us at all times. Now, the next part, section two, okay. is going to blow everybody's mind. So they're accountable to us at all times, not just every four years. But what does the next part say? Says, it's going to get heavy. Yeah, it says the object of government, the people of this state that's uh, we're in Georgia, uh, the people mm -hmm. of the state have the inherent right of regulating. Wait, yep. notice it says inherent right. That yep. means that it applies to everybody across America. No matter what Republican state you're in, you have an inherent right to do this because inherent rights come from God and belong to all men. Right. So watch what it says. They have the inherent right of regulating their internal government. 
Whoa, 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 yep. whoa. Regulating their internal government? Mm. So who told us that? God did. They tell you the government is regulating us. That's not what that's not what this says. Yeah. Yes, we the have the right it. to regulate our government. So who's who's upholding that? Only the people who know it. Yes, and I think about this. When you are in the church, if the church is a 501c3, they tell you that you can't talk about p- politics and politicians and what's right and wrong in regards to that. So then if you look here, it says that the people have the right to regulate their internal government and we have the right to alter, abolish, uh, abolish or reform government at will whenever we see fit. If you don't tell us that, how do we keep correction on government? How do we have the courage as people who want to be right by God to stand when we don't know that our law says we have that standing? Yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point. Do we read the rest of this here? Yes, sir. Okay. Government is instituted for the protection, security, and benefit of the people. And at whoa, all- whoa, whoa. Yep. Wait, wait. The government is created for what? For the protection, security, and benefit of the people. So not to not to tax you out of all your money? Nope. And not to they're, be a bunch of thugs to get you for speeding and all this other stuff. Yeah. Either. Yeah. Yep. They're your trustees. So tell me how your trustee who swears to uphold your rights can take you to court and trample your rights where there's no jury and they're just doing taxation against you through legislation. Yep. They're making legislation to take your stuff. Did you know that if you do that, you actually uh, remove the power of government? Hmm. John Locke's work, he's a, a forefather of law, not of America, of law. He is known as uh, one of the, the best authorities. He says the very moment that the legislature starts writing legislation against the people to take their stuff, they dissolve the government. Interesting. That's in the two treatises of government by John Locke between section 214, uh, 211, which is the dissolution of government, all the way up to 221, 222. They even show that if you change the ways of elections without the people's uh, permission, that you automatically nullify the election and that these are not the people elected. The the people can write a new constitution immediately and remove everybody. That's said in the law right now. Well, let's let's finish this this paragraph, too, because we're going to get more here. Uh, And if you wouldn't mind, I've got to do something here for like two minutes. If you'll go ahead and talk, I'll be right back. But go ahead and and carry the conversation. You got to open it up a little bit because I can't I can't see very well. Let me see if I can. Yeah, let me see if I can blow it up. When I blow it up, it goes everywhere. (laughs) Oh, no, it's it's perfect. Okay. There so, it is. So the last okay. part says this, and I'm going to turn it over to you for a couple minutes, and, and I got to do this okay. thing, and then I'll, I'll be right back. I apologize. Yes, sir. And at all no, times, okay. at all times, they have the right to, uh, this is the people, to alter yeah. or reform the same whenever the public good may require it. Not every four years? Not every election? See, we got these silly attorneys who come in and say, you got the right to make decisions in America at the ballot box every two or four years. You can change something. Uh, if you don't like what's going on, you got the right to vote. That's it. You can go complain. Go tell a court and file your suit. Where in the text did it say the people have to file a suit to alter or reform or abolish bad government actors and, and, and institutions that are going against the people? It didn't say that. So what's happening is we have this power in every state to correct government, 
to stop lies, to stop them from stealing your houses and children and family members. They don't have the power to lock you down. They don't have the power to regulate you. They have just hidden the truth. God has made the people of America mighty if they know their power. But you got to think about this. I know for a fact that those of you watching have not been taught this. How could something so powerful be in the law and they not tell us? Why would they not tell us? Notice that the Bible tells us that the lawyers will hide the key of knowledge. In your state constitutions, you have more rights than in the federal constitution. You got a whole bunch of rights that nobody is telling you about that you have that you can fix a lot of situations, but they just don't tell you you have the power to do it. If you look in uh, conservative America right now, there is an attack on white conservative men and women. Right. If you're a man, they say you have toxic masculinity and that you have white privilege. And they say that about women if you're conservative. In other words, what they're trying to do is destroy the fabric of the family. Why? Because they know men in America with a Bible in one hand and a gun in another hand defeated the king of England. So in history, in culture of uh, white Christian conservative people, the king could not defeat them. No matter how big of an army he had, no matter how much he outnumbered the people, no matter how much firepower he had, how many ships, right? It did not matter. The people of America defeated the king. This is why there is trouble. This is why they're allowing different entities to come after conservative people who are white and Christian. But now if these so, people, so Dave, if these people yes, know, if they, if they knew their rights, would, would these still, would these lawless people, they'd still be coming after them doing what they're doing. No, this is, no they wouldn't. No, they wouldn't. Think well, about it. Okay, go ahead. Think about prohibition. 3% of the people found out their right to have alcohol and they shut down the government from stopping them. Think about voting rights. A few percent of the people stood up and said women can vote and it was game over. Think about America. 3% of the people said, you know what? We're not dealing with this clown across the sea called the king telling us what to do when he's doing wrong. We're divorcing him. Independence, <laughs> right? And that's how America was started. It's they have to keep the people from knowing the law, because once you see the truth, the Bible tells you the truth shall make you free. It didn't say the truth shall allow you to be free or set you free. It said make you. Free. That's right. Yeah. So what happens is when you get the truth, it gives you faith, which is really in our understanding insight. See, God doesn't want us walking by sight what is currently happening, happening like Isaiah 43, when God says, don't look at the former things. I do a new thing. Didn't I tell you of it? It's going to spring forth right now. God will take a people. He will get the truth, put it inside of the hearts and souls and minds of men and let them have insight where they can say, oh, my gosh, I see with the law and the truth and God's word how we could have a better nation. 
they literally are seeing by faith is not physically there. There's two ways you can see your physical sight and insight, right? So when they can see freedom and see what it's supposed to be like, and they can see their powers, it makes you free because it transforms you from the inside out. When you understand God's word, it actually transforms you. So then you start living free in your mind before you even take a step. Yeah, that's what repentance is. Yes, yes. And see, it's so powerful. God is so wise. He puts these things in the scriptures, right? Like the Bible tells you, even when you're going to build your house, right? You know, he tells you to go out into the field and make your work good for you and then build your house. So you go out into the field, you have to observe and see what you have the skill to do. And you have to have insight about how you're going to produce and be consistent. And then he tells you to build a house because you're consistent. You can build a house because you made your work good for you. That's God's word showing you that in faith and taking steps, you can do things, right? And then he can bless the things you do, right? A lot of times we fail because we don't believe God's word enough to stand on what he said. Like, for instance, in Psalm 149, the scripture tells us that it is a uh, it, it is something that God gives to the saints to carry a two edged sword where we hold nobles and kings and different government officials accountable and the people. That's in the scripture. So then we get corrupt, bad actors and somebody tell us, don't talk about the politics. Don't talk about God. Don't talk about money. And God, God tells us the wealth of the wicked is stored up for the righteous. So they're stealing all our money and they're storing it up. And God gives us the ability to be able to deal with the law to get it back. But we sit and complain and we're hurt because we don't believe in what God said enough. Right. If we can hold the nobles accountable, we don't believe in what God said enough or we're not reading it enough. It hasn't been engrafted into us enough. We got to get stronger and better at believing every word of God. Dave, because let's, once we start believing, go ahead. Let's go ahead. You finish your thought there. And then I want, I want to no, read Psalm 149. Okay. I We're want good. to read Psalm because, 149 for the people because I think this is, ooh, I think it's it ain't long, but it's fire. No, it, it isn't long, but, the, but, it, but a lot of people are not familiar with what you're saying. So I want to make them familiar. I don't want to just toss something out and then them not know. I think like what you, you were saying in your interview, and I love this part. You said, a guy who wants to learn well asks a lot of questions and he presents a lot of evidence, mm-hmm. right? He takes in mm-hmm. a lot of evidence. So here's what it says. Praise you the Lord. Actually, we went through Psalm 150 yesterday morning. Praise you the Lord. Wow. Sing unto the Lord a new song and his praise in the congregation of saints. And by the way, the, the, there's been this issue, and I'm sure you're aware of it too, where <clears throat> the issue of congregation, that's the mm-hmm. word that's translated church that we have is really the assembly or the congregation, the ecclesia. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing in mm-hmm. the Old Testament as to what the understanding is. The congregation of the saints, let Israel rejoice in him that made him. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king, in their king. Let them praise mm-hmm. his name in the dance. This is stuff I've been talking about here be- uh, over the past couple of weeks. Jesus is king. He's not waiting to be king. He is king. Amen. Let them praise Amen. his name in the dance. Let them. Oh, you can dance too, folks. Yeah, you can. Mm-hmm. Let them sing praises unto him with the timbrel and harp. Yep, you can use some instruments too. For the Lord taketh pleasure in his people. 
He will beautify the meek with salvation. Let the Ooh. saints be joyful in glory. Yeah, I'm getting it too, brother. <laughs> Let them sing aloud <laughs> upon their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand to what? Ooh. To execute vengeance. Oh, I thought vengeance was the Lord. Well, it is, but <laughs> you're his hands if and feet, if aren't you? If you're part of his, you're, if you're part of his team, you're, you're his body. You're, this is what I was talking about, being a part of his body. To execute Amen. vengeance upon the heathen and punishments upon the people to bind their kings with chains and their nobles Ooh. with fetters of iron to ex execute upon them the judgment written. This honor have all his saints. All, praise some. Yep, all, praise ye the, the Lord. Amen. Amen. All, I don't all. know if everybody else got what you and I were getting while I was reading that, but that was fantastic. Yeah. Oh, see, this is the thing. People will tell us what we don't have the power to do. And as a saint, you have the power to correct kings and nobles. While people are complaining about what's happening in America, if you study and believe the word, you know that all his saints has the power to do this. All. Every single word of God is pure. And he said, all. So when people say, oh, the nation is so bad, things are so tough, we're doomed. No, we're not. Stand up on the power that God gave you. There you go. And let's get this victory. See, we've been able to win at a lot of stuff. It's not because of me. I'm a, I'm a chocolate brother from the ghetto. I'm the, I didn't go to law school. God is so, so amazing that he will take the, the silliest things, right? He will take the, the humble and confound the wise. That's right. So if you see that God can take a chocolate brother from the ghetto, I'm sorry about my light. Give me one second. If God That's can right. take a chocolate brother from the ghetto and God can show me the law and then God can build me up to be able to teach government officials. Some people look and say, you know, Dave, we don't believe that you really got the audit. OK, but you can see that Karen Fan comes out and tells that I helped her with these things. You can see the lady in Virginia telling that I taught her the law. You can see me on video with uh, government officials teaching them the law and they're learning and taking notes. When have you ever seen some crazy stuff like this in your whole life? It is a new thing. I hear people complaining every day. The government don't listen to us. They just do their own thing. They hate us. Well, if a chocolate brother from the ghetto who didn't go to law school can show you that God has given us the power to do this, then why would you deny your power? I'm a nothing and a nobody. If he can do it with me, he can do way more with you. Come on. So why doubt? See, this is what's happening in America. Because of that audit, because of bad things that happened to me that let me learn the law, God has given me knowledge and wisdom that I had to study for. I had to stay up 14, 16 hours a day in struggle, learning the law, right? Trying to figure out what in the world is going on. What am I seeing? Asking God for wisdom. And God gave the wisdom. He don't hold back. But with that, you got to look and say, when have you ever seen a man in one state teaching government officials in a whole bunch of states with no law license? Right. No formal knowledge in law teaching and actually opening the book of the law, and the Bible and showing stuff where nobody can deny it. There is not an attorney in America or government official who could ever fight what we say. And we've had them come on shows. 
So this shows you that the power of God who is doing all this is greater than him that is in the world. See, Amen. sometimes we get caught looking at our enemy. And we say, oh, the problem is too big. They got guns. They got tanks. They got this. They got that. Well, the scripture lets us know that God destroyed the, the soldiers and the chariots of Egypt for his people. So why are we doubting? God already gave us the recipe and showed us what he would do in his character in the Old Testament as an example. Well, I think, why would we doubt him now? I think it's because the people, they don't, they don't believe God when he says that. They have the grasshopper complex. And this is what I was talking about when, when I was making mention that Jesus is king now. He's already mm -hmm. established his kingdom. He's not waiting to do it. We're a part of it. Uh, Paul was saying he he took us out of darkness, transported us into the kingdom of his dear son. He's not mm -hmm. saying I'm waiting on that to come. He's saying it's here. We're in That's it. Right. And Jesus said in in, in Luke 21 uh, that that when when he was going to come again and destroy the temple and do all the stuff he was going to do there, that it was going to come down. He said, know that the kingdom of God is near at hand. It's it's, it's mm -hmm. at hand. And that was his first message. Repent for the kingdom yeah. is when thousand years off to Nope. It's near at hand. It's close by. Nope. So this is, I hope you're, I got to tell you, it's God's providence. It really is that you're here because you're following up on this. And I had, I've probably had no more, or I've had more messages, emails, text, and everything else off the series I was done, both good and bad, but people's eyes were being open to the fact that they're being told in a lot of churches well, you got to, you know, Jesus is going to come back and fix everything and this, that. And it's like, well, wait, whoa, wait a minute. He's already done that. He's already done all yeah. that he's going to do. And now he's done. He has the authority on heaven and earth. And some people say, well, it's the devil running. No, it isn't. It's ignorant people not enforcing what he's what he's laid out and what he's done. So with that said, I want to ask a question because I know in your interview, this was something you brought up too. You talked about if somebody's going to serve in the office, uh, I think you brought up a Buddhist. Well, they better uphold the law of God. Now, the, the yeah. obvious question I have is, can the Buddhist actually do that? Uh, that's one of the, because there's, I, I think there's some things that are shared in the world, just because they're made in the image of God. But the, the fact of the matter is, if somebody is unwilling to uphold the law of God and they're going to take an office, are they not imposters? That's what I've oh, what happens is, is that God gives us a command of how we're supposed to be, right? And then what happens is, is that we create constitutions, which are trust documents, and we give them inside of the trust indenture, the bills and declarations of rights, which are the um, rights of the beneficiaries, what the government cannot touch. And most people will tell you, and I thank you, let me say this, I humbly thank you for allowing us to open up. Uh, constitutions and the Bible, because sure. what happens is, is a, a lot of people don't allow me to open up the text to show the people the truth. So then what happens is, is I'm saying these things and I like to bring proof and evidence with everything I say, but they don't allow me to do it. So it makes it hard. But when we look at this whole situation, the, the constitutions are trust indentures where we grant authority to trustees and tell them what their jobs are. And that's what they swear an oath to protect and do. So if we say you can never go against the people's right as a servant, if you get a guy who's a Buddhist, he better know, don't ever infringe upon the rights and the bills of, and declarations of rights in every state and in the federal. Don't touch it. 
When we tell him to make sure he protects elections, you better protect it. When we tell him uh, you better prosecute criminals, you better prosecute. Right. So when when it talks about upholding the law of God, that's actually in the maxims. You can see it by the maxim book by Charles A. Weissman. I'll share a copy with you after the show uh, in PDF. You can give it to your viewers. Um, but when it comes to this, this idea of upholding the law of God, the judges are to know that the Christianity is where the common law comes from. And it's been hidden from a lot of the attorneys who become judges. So it's not until you make them aware of it that they're like, oh, gosh, I'm supposed to be doing this or that. Right. So they'll try to lie and say stuff like, listen, it's OK for us to have transgender people coming and twerking in front of the kids. And we're like, uh, no, that's not wholesome and decent. That's not decent. That's not what God would want. And they say, well, God has nothing to do with the law because they don't teach us the state constitutions. We don't know how to show them God is in the state constitutions. So we believe or allow them to portray this image that um, there's supposed to be a separation of church and state that doesn't exist in the actual real law. It's not there. It's a hoax. The, the nations were, the states were created uh, by the people who believed in God and they expected for God-fearing people to uphold the things that they wrote. They didn't expect for it to be like it is today without the people correcting. And so the person who is from some other religion, no, they can't understand the scriptural wisdom and the, the things of God that we understand on that level, but they can understand what they swear to. So if you swear not to infringe on my rights, you shouldn't be creating statutes to take my money in a in a traffic tribunal that's not even a court or my kids or my dog or my house or, or shut down my business or anything like that because you don't have the power to do it. As a matter of fact, can, can I give you some proof on that that is Please. outstanding? Can we go to Texas Constitution Ballotpedia? This is going to blow your mind. I promise you. If, if your people don't go crazy when they see this, something is wrong. Right, I'm pulling Texas it up Constitution here. Ballotpedia. Yep, hang on. I'm just opening it up here. <clears throat> All right. All right. So let's go down to the Bill of Rights. <laughs> this is going to get funny. All right. So click on that and let's look at section one. Okay. Can you read it for us? Sure. Freedom and sovereignty of the state. Texas is a free and independent state subject only to the Constitution of the United States and the maintenance of our free institutions and the perpetuity of the union depend upon the preservation of the right of local self-government unimpaired to all the states. So notice in the state constitutions, our forefathers are teaching us about our power that is unimpaired in all the states not just the state we're looking at. Sure. So attorneys will try to trick you and make you think that you only have the rights in your state constitution and it's a lie. But let's scroll down a little That's more. That's interesting. Now this one is going to blow everybody's mind. Please read number two for me. Okay. Inherent political power. I can tell you're having a good time with this. It uh, is fun because <laughs> I know the people are being activated with Amen. the truth. Amen. At, at inherent political power, Republican form of government. All Notice it says inherent. It yep. comes from God. So this is a political power that's everywhere. Yep. Go ahead. All political power is inherent in the people. And Ooh. all free governments are founded on their authority and instituted for their benefit. 
Not the government's benefit? Not nope. for Ukraine's benefit? Nope. Uh-oh. Yep. Some going. people this are in good. trouble. Some trustees are in trouble. <laughs> Heck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but yeah, there's some serious, there should be some serious consequences according to the law of God for such things. The faith of the mm -hmm. people of Texas stands pledged to the preservation of a Republican form of government. That doesn't mean a Republican party, by the way. Uh, nope. Republican form of government and subject to this limitation only. They have at all times the inalienable right to alter. Hey, wait, at, yep. it didn't say at all times. It said every four years. No, it doesn't. It said when you vote. <laughs> it says you don't have any power except for at the ballot box when you vote for us for every four years. I like you, Dave. You are you are a good troublemaker. I like that. <laughs> they they no. This is what we this is what we say here on on you know the Sons of Liberty. We talk about everybody gets off in their parties. And it's like, well, wait a minute, aren't they aren't they saying they're gonna uphold the same law? So why this why this different uh, We're censuring we're censuring Republicans who are rhinos right now. Yeah. Those who won't follow their trust indenture, we're we're and there's a bunch them of them up in Arizona. There's a bunch yeah, of we're them. Tearing, yeah. We're tearing a ton of them up in Arizona. Yeah. And it's is is following a work of Christian Lamar. Uh, who's in the Republican Party, they want to kick him out because he's proving that they're not following what they said they would do to protect elections as Republicans or Democrats. Yeah. So now we're just going after everybody and they're getting censured by their own legislative districts and they can't believe it. Let's finish they, this. They and then I want to ask you about some practical, some practical things here. Um, yes, sir. Okay. So they have at all times the inalienable right to alter, reform, or abolish their government that comes right out of the Declaration of Independence in such manner as they may think expedient. And I've, I've often said this. Whoa. Whoa. As they, Wait, they can, as they feel expedient. Hmm. Alter and abolish. So they can change the Constitution at will and say you can't use uh, funny machines in our elections anymore? They can do today? it. Yep. They why can do why they won't want. they tell us that? Why do they keep having us go and begging our servants in the courts rather than just changing what we want to? Yeah. Well, I think there's I think there's some things that uh, that I see that I want to I want to do another I want to do a show on. I haven't done it. I've written some articles on it. But the original First Amendment and you may be familiar with that, too, and how George Washington stood up and said, and I think this is where um, you're, you're getting the corporate fascists. They're getting their hooks into these you know, 500 people up there and they're tempting them with bribes and with, you know, dinners and boats and cars and all this other stuff. And that's how they become millionaires after they've only been in office for, you know, a very short time. They're mm -hmm. doing all of that. And one of the things Washington wanted to have was as the population grew, you got more and more representatives, representatives. Which, which made it yep. more difficult uh, for, you know, these guys to get in there and just control four or 500, like uh, what was his name? Abramoff said he had 400 of those people in his pocket any time. Now you'll have, you know, if you did it this way, you'd have one for every 50,000 people. And I would say, don't send them to DC, make them work at home, make them work down the street from you where you're at, give them an office, give them a couple of helpers. And, and that way, when they mess up, the people are going to know they mess up and they're going to be at their front door. Hey man, what are you doing? This isn't what you're yeah. supposed to be doing. Uh, so we, there's some things that we need to do to move along in that. But uh, you were making mention of the the four four years, and I hear the people wanting to always put in term limits, per term limits. I go, you're limiting yourself. You're not limiting those people. I said, if mm -hmm. you have term limits and you've got a Nancy Pelosi, guess what? However, Nancy Pelosi got in office, the same people are going to put a person just like her back in there. And if you're mm -hmm. ignorant of the law and you can't 
verify the character of the person. And I think this is very important. Uh, we did a show where, you know, we, we pulled out the character of elders and of deacons in the New Testament. And I can't yeah. tell you how many Christians that I presented that to and say, okay, you're going to put a guy up who's a known adulterer. Uh, he's yeah, a husband of one wife. Yeah, all these kinds of things. And I said, you have a higher standard or you think you have a higher standard for the guy who's going to teach you the Bible uh, and shepherd you. You've got a higher standard for that guy than you do for the guy who's going to be in the in the civil sphere here what 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 am i missing and then when you get when he gets there and he does the things he's been doing you complain about it uh, mm -hmm. what's what's wrong there what's what's the what's the mistake but let me ask you some practical things okay so <clears throat> with all of this we're seeing a lot of this with the drag queen story hours this is one we see the quote unquote pride parades and by the way for those who are involved in that the bible says god opposes the proud he gives grace to the humble and yes. uh, if you didn't learn anything from Sodom and Gomorrah, you really should learn something from them. <laughs> but but these people are doing it. Now, when I was a teenager, they had uh, laws here in the South. We used to actually have blue laws where everything was closed on Sunday. You know, it was the Lord's Day. Um, but you, you, have, you had laws here that were called contributing to the delinquency of a minor. Now, this included mm -hmm. a lot of different stuff, uh, giving them things mm -hmm. they weren't supposed to do or to have things of pornography. Obviously, this would include any kind of sexual morality. And then you, we have sodomy laws. We still have anti-sodomy laws here. And the Supreme Court has said, no, 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 you can't have that until Texas. And Texas really should have told them to go pound sand, come enforce that stuff if you got the guts to do it. That's what they should have done. But but you've got these people who are in office, and I think they're in office as, con as controlled opposition to the people, uh, rather than those who know the law and want to protect the people. They say that with their mouth, but their hearts are far mm -hmm. from them, just like they are far from God. Amen. So you, you have these things that are in place, and you see them going on, and everybody's getting frustrated because where are the cops at who, who are supposed to, you know, they're supposed to have this duty, right? And we're seeing mm -hmm. more and more the police officers, my goodness, the Internet has given us an insight into how some of these forces have just become nothing more than thugs and gangs. That's what some of them have become. I'm not speaking of every single police officer, but I am saying there's enough evidence that we see on a daily basis what this is. How do we move those servants to go enforce the law? Why are they allowing pride parades in the public? Okay. And you talked about public and private. I actually had a a moment in thinking about Joseph with regards to that. He finds Mary. He knows she's obviously committed adultery. That's the mindset of the man. Well, you only get pregnant if you've been with another man. I ain't been with you. Mm -hmm. And it says, <laughs> yeah, it says he didn't want to make a public spectacle of her, so but he, he put her privily. away privately. Privately, yeah. Yeah. So, so there's a, there's a distinction of of how those things. If he wanted to make it a judicial matter, he's going to take it to the elders, and then what were they going to do? Well, the law says that she gets a rock party, mm -hmm. and he didn't want to yeah. do that. So, so can yeah. you give us a, some an example, maybe something along those lines of how this law works, especially in conjunction when you're talking about common law and the Bible? We already know what the Bible says about it. We already know that, and you said the Bible is part of common law. So, how does mm -hmm. that work, and how do the people stop? What's going on in their midst? Super, super, super easy. So the first thing we have to do is have a knowledge of what's right and wrong. Because if we don't have a knowledge of what's right or wrong, and we don't have a book to tell us what we should do when it comes to our service and what we should teach them, then we're going to have a problem when it comes to 
holding them accountable. So number one is going to be study the law as the employer to know what your servant is bound to do. Look at the law to see what they swore to do and never make arguments about feelings and emotion. Hold them accountable by what is written. Now, to prove what I'm saying, I'm going to show you guys something that the law says do or we have the power to do that nobody tells you. And it's, it's an amazing how God works because we keep getting led up to the next logical thing that the people are going to ask. And we're going to the state constitutions exactly where it is because our forefathers thought in this same logical way. So if we could, in that same Texas constitution, if we can share it, can we please uh, look at section 27 of that bill of rights? And it's going to say exactly what we have the power to do to fix this. Now, it's funny that you talked about the church coming together and they would be known as the ecclesia. Uh, that would be a compound word called out. God called us out to be separate. It's his body or his church, right? Yep. And in the scriptures, we see where the Bible says to not forsake the assembling of yourselves as some do. Right. We should be coming together and having discussions to strengthen ourselves, to gain wisdom and understanding, to talk about the goodness of God, to correct issues that are wrong. But we have been tricked to not love our neighbor enough to come together and assemble. But our forefathers loved the Bible and loved God and realized that we had to control our service and teach them what to do. So let's read section 27, dear sir. Okay. And it's going to tell us real life stuff we got the power to do that nobody's telling us. Okay. The right of assembly, petition for redress of grievances. The citizens shall have the right in a peaceable manner to assemble together for the common good and apply to those invested with the powers of government for redress of grievances and, or other purposes by petition, address, and remonstrance. So remonstrance means a strong rebuke when yes. they're doing wrong. So here's the question. How many of us have actually sent notices to government to tell them that they're not following the law and actually quote the law in there 10 times last year in order to keep them in order? See, if, if the people in government don't know the law, they didn't study the state constitutions like we did. And then they got attorneys who omit the law and the attorneys are actually teaching them what's lawful and not you. How do you expect them to uphold your interests if you're the boss and you're not giving them anything to do for work? If you don't give them something to do, then Satan will give them something to do. So if you're not trying to pr protect your state by realizing that the, the political power is in the people and is based on your will only, then you won't do the duty of correcting your servants and instructing them. Now, some people will say, and if, if we can pull up Michigan Constitution, their Declaration of Rights, Section 3, I'm going to prove to you that we have the power to do something that nobody will tell us. If we're not talking to them and telling them exactly what the law is, and I know that some people will say, how in the world are you going to tell me, David, that we can tell the government what to do? You sound crazy. Yes, I do sound crazy, but I only sound crazy because nobody taught us the truth. 
If we pull up the Michigan Constitution, we go to the Declaration of Rights. I think it's Section Three. Look at what this says. Okay, is it? It's uh, is it three article, or is it before Article Article One? So go down to Article One. Got it. And then when you click on it, we're going to go down to Section Three. Got it. Okay. Now watch this. What does this say, sir? It says Assembly Consultation Instruction Petition. The people have the right peaceably to assemble to consult for the common good, to instruct their representatives, and to petition whoa, whoa, the government. Whoa, whoa, okay. whoa, 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 Instruct their representatives. What? Yep. Instruct? Wait, wait. So you don't have a law license and you're supposed to be teaching your government servants? So let's 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 make sure that we understand that correctly. So if I if if you and I have a business together, let's say we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna I want to do something in conjunction against Popeyes because I like their chicken. Uh, but let's say we open a fried chicken place and we have employees who come in there and we set up a manual that says, here's the employee rules of what you're going to do. We wrote them so we know what they are. And so when our employees mm -hmm. are not following that, we're to go over there and say, well, wait a minute, guy, uh, you, you, you agreed to work with me for a certain amount of money. I'm paying you that money and you're not doing what, what I told you to do. It's the same kind of thing. And you want to correct them. Okay, go and do it like this. Do do this. Make sure you do it like this. It's the same thing with government, right? It's a breach of trust. If they tell what they're going to do and swear to it and don't do it. And this is the problem. We haven't even been giving them the outline of what they're supposed to do. And the attorneys are like, oh, shucks. Nobody's looking. The people aren't going to tell them what to do. Hey, well, let's tell them to rob the people. We can get more cases. Attorneys love controversy because they make their money in court. So now they start as trustees who are supposed to protect your rights. They are now using your own government service against you to steal your stuff. They're taking you to court as trustees and robbing your company. Yeah. That, now, Artistic 12 leaves this comment in here, and it's, it's, it's a good one. They don't have the moral compass. That's true. But the problem is the people are not having the moral compass. I think that's what Dave's saying. <coughs> they don't have the moral compass to know they're the ones in authority. And the only authority they've delegated is like to an employee to do certain things. I give my employee a key to lock the door. I'm not telling them you own the store. <laughs> yes. It's not the same thing. So it's the people. We've lost the moral compass. And I'll tell you, I think it's in large measure. And people can... Try to correct me if they want, but I, I think I can go back in time and I can show you in the 1800s when all this dispensational kind of biblical teaching that wants to do away with the law of God, it wants to make Christians yeah. antinomian and they want to push the king out into the future instead of now. You can see, you can see the corruption and the problems that it's caused. I can see it in my own thinking as I grew up in things I, and even now unlearning certain things. It's easier to learn it right than it is to unlearn it and try to put it back together again. And, yep. uh, you know, thank God for his mercy and grace in that, uh, that, that, oh, it doesn't overlook us. Don't get me wrong, but it does forgive us of our sin, but, but we're still responsible to do these things. So we've got to re we've got to regain that moral compass to hold these men Amen. accountable. Amen. And see, when we realize we have a duty, I believe this is why this type of teaching does so well is because people are crying out for remedy. They're trying to find out what to do to make stuff right. They're trying to find out how to be free. And God is revealing himself, his power and the truth that's been hidden to the people in a way that they have not seen in decades. And so when they, you know, almost a century, 
like 80, 90 years, this stuff has been hidden. And so now when people see what their powers are and they're able to tell their government officials, they're like, Dave, how are you able to teach government officials? I'm like, because I understand what God said and I understand what the law said. You put the two together, you know what's written and you know the power God gave you. You yeah. can use what's written to instruct people. And when you instruct people and they see what I promised that <laughs> I told you guys I would never do this and that and these attorneys got me doing it. I could go to prison for life. Their life starts flashing before their eyes. Yeah. They're like, oh my gosh, I'm in trouble. Yeah. Well, that's the, that's the conviction, know. isn't it? That's conviction in their heart. Uh-oh. Dave's froze up on us. There, you, there you are. There you are. Well, that, that, that's the conviction hitting their heart, right? Yes, sir. And it happens. I see it happen all the time. And for those who want to have justice and peace, I feel bad because I know they don't know this feeling. They don't know what it's like. Like when I read the law, I get excited. When I read the word, I get excited because it's real in my life. God is letting me see it happen. Everything that he promised. Oh, we got another freeze up. He's getting on a roll, folks, is what's going on. <laughs> oh, we lost him. Oh, there he is. I got there kicked, he is. I got, I got, I got okay. kicked all the way out and back again. They're, they're messing with you there. So go ahead and <laughs> say that again because you're getting excited. And I, I understand that excitement when you know these things and you, it's not that you know them, you've put them into practice. So go ahead and say yes. that what you were saying a so minute ago. When, when you are responsible with a little bit and you know what God said and you trust him on it and you start doing it, he starts blessing the work that you're doing like crazy. And so what happens is, you know, you remember in the scriptures when Jesus says when he returns, will he find faith in the earth? It's sad that the creator of Christianity says, when I come back, will I find my people really believing what I said? So when you believe what he says, you, you trust every word of God and you believe it's pure and you get out there and you start teaching and you start taking action and then God blesses your work, then it, it becomes huge. Because you actually get to live in the realm where you see things change by you using what God said. You see government officials act right and people are saying, oh, it'll never work. They'll never listen. And then you see a government official change the way they do elections because of you, because you use what God said. Or they shut down mandates and say, we can't do this anymore. We can't mandate these people. We never had the power to do it. You see people in Cochise County, Arizona. Some of my students went and told them that they can't certify invalid elections. At the same time, my students in Pennsylvania in Lucerne County were teaching that you can't do it. Mark Elias went crazy because he realized these counties said, we're not certifying this election. They had to threaten them and try to sue them and trick them. And so what ended up happening was, is that God let us see that when you do what God said and teach the government, they start flipping and your benefits and the things that you want start coming about. And it's happened thousands. We did it with the UAW. We shut down the UAW's idea of mandate. Ford, Stellantis, and GM, we shut down their mandate and made it so that we gave thousands of people notice to be able to go in and tell them, we're not getting a shot. We don't want this job. We're not going to do it. The law says this. And government officials were actually sending people letters saying, oh, we read the law. We understand that you're 100% right. We're not going to force you. And, and it's not the duty of government. And they start trying to blame it on each other. And so we are actually living real life, the benefit of doing exactly what God said. And it has been victorious. And once again, like, like our host said, 
It is not that God, or, or I'm sorry, that Jesus Christ, who is God, is not that Jesus Christ is going to become king in the future. He is the king right now. When the Bible talks about him being a governor of the nations, he is in power now. That's right. If you stand on his power, you exercise his power, you believe what he said to be true. Then what you realize, if if you are a person who in nothing fears your adversary, the Bible tells you in the New Testament that it's going to be a token to them of their destruction and a token to you of your salvation. God ain't lying. It's true. Amen. All you got to do is wait on his, it's going to be in his timing as you do the work, but he's going to come through every single time. Amen. Amen. That's a good word, brother. All right. I want to ask you one last thing, because I'm going to have to cut off in seven minutes. I know you can go for five hours and I could do it today if I, <laughs> if I didn't have all this other stuff I got to do, but uh, we're going to have to cut it off here shortly. But I, I want to ask you, one of the things uh, for me over the past, uh, maybe a couple of years is really seeing this issue of money. Uh, seeing the issue that I mentioned with Social Security and uh, the the number and the birth certificate and how they're using our labor uh, to enrich themselves and to keep us in slavery and how credit works, that it's just, you know, a ledger writing. There's no real money. And all of that is a departing from God's money, which in both the scriptures and the U.S. Constitution are gold and silver. And mm -hmm. it's expressly said that all debts of the states are to be done that way. And Congress has the authority to to coin that money. Look at what's happened because we departed from that. God says that unjust weights and measurements, and you can put unlawful money in there too with that, are an abomination. They're the same thing as the sodomites are engaged in, according yep. to God. So mm -hmm. for more than 100 years, we've been in that. We went into bankruptcy in 1933. That's where they came out with all this weird, wicked stuff uh, to where they're they're putting in uh, you know, our pieces of paper are literally, I think the game Monopoly is just teaching us to embrace Monopoly. <laughs> I do. I, I think that's exactly yeah. what it is. Uh, well, everything's Wall Street and all that. Yeah. So, is so how can we, I see some states doing some things to, and it's weird to me. Why are they writing laws to say, hey, gold and silver can be used as currency? Well, wait a minute. Why do we need to write a law about, or why do we need second, second amendment sanctuary states? Doesn't the law already state that, or is that just grandstanding for a political aggrandizement? You remember in the beginning of the zoom, I said that, uh, they're trying to write the common law out of the law and replace it with statute because they have started the process of teaching the people that statute is what's in control. They have trick the people out of their rights, out of their power, because the people believe that the government is supposed to regulate us. There is nothing in the state constitutions that say the people shall do this and do that in granting power to the people. God already gave us power. We had to grant authority in the constitutions to our servants. So because authority is being granted to our servants, we are telling them their duties. So they're trying to write into statute things about how it's supposed to be for us because we are exposing too quickly how it's really supposed to be. But those don't See, apply to us. To, those don't apply to us. No, but they want you to believe it applies because they need to write false legislation to control the way that you think because they're hoping that you continue to believe that they have power. 
When you understand that they're just servants, they're like, oh my gosh, everybody's finding out that we've been doing wrong. We're not following the way that we're supposed to with money. We've been going against people's rights. We locked them down. Let's get amnesty now. We need amnesty because they want to get us, <laughs> right? So they know that they're being punished and the people are learning like a snowball effect. Millions of us are learning the law in a way that um, nobody has ever seen in our, in our generation. So now as government officials, you have to say, well, let us write some laws to make it look like we wanted to do what was right with the people because they know that we're, they know that we're coming. And they know that we realize we have the power to regulate, take back the courts and prosecute everybody. So all these games they played, you know, over the time when Trump was in there and they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to arrest Hillary and we're going to do this stuff and we're going to arrest everybody and we're going to shut this down and blah, 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 blah. Right. And then they start attacking Trump and then Trump is no longer able to do what he was trying to do. All these games that were played, the people are coming and the people are not going to play that crap. It's not going to happen. Right. So there's going to be some justice. So what they're doing now is trying to reform the statute to make it look like they were trying to be right all along. You know, uh, yeah, uh, we want we believe in a Second Amendment. So we're going to pass statute to say that we're going to do what we already said we were going to do in the higher law called the Constitution. Really? You're going to pass something? <laughs> See, that's that's the, but this is part of the question is and look, I, I've never questioned. I've been very critical of Donald Trump. But I've never questioned the issue that there was election fraud that was going on. That that seemed pretty clear from, and that not just this election, but maybe the past, <laughs> I don't know, five or six or seven of them, whatever uh, mm -hmm. that we've that we've clearly seen evidence of that. But then you also have him coming in pushing something like red flag laws. Now it's almost like one party comes in, introduces the idea. Everybody goes, no, 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 and the other, and they tee it up for the other party to come in. And because it's already in the minds of the people, they just start instituting it and putting it in place. And so it, again, it comes back to this issue of if the guys who take the oath don't even know what they're taking the oath for, it's just like, well, this is a formality. I'll take the oath on the Bill of Rights. I'll take the oath on the Quran. I'll take the oath on. Maxim magazine or cosmopolitan what difference does it make i'm not i you know i'm not responsible to anybody i mean that's the attitude that i see from people but the truth is is they didn't read it so Oops. trump didn't know different things about fundamental law sure i can tell you i know this because i've talked to trump's people all the way up right next to him right um i can tell you that there's stuff that has come from me that got into Trump's hand and he's put out some information letting it be known that uh, he understands it. Clearly, the people who talk to him or the person on my behalf uh, said that he read what I had from John Locke and he was getting ready to put it out into the world. And he's getting attacked by his attorneys and different people close to him at the same time trying to stop him. When we sent him the affidavit to pick up the machines over the election, he was getting ready to do it. William Barr proved it. He came out and told the story in front of the whole world about what happened that I'm like, oh, gosh, like we were sitting back here doing this. I told some people and then William Barr came down and confirmed it after William Barr got exposed after the Wisconsin meeting with boss. Right. It ended up getting really crazy because Trump didn't know these things. And Trump is Jesuit trained. He went uh, his first couple of years of college. He went to Jesuit Fordham University. Yep, he did. Right. Yep. And then he left. 
Biden is a Jesuit, literally. Right? So the Jesuits, if you look at the Library of Congress, said that they were going to infiltrate all governments to take over. Yeah, they're enemies they of talk- Christianity and of the United States. Yep. Yes, they said they were going to take women, cut their babies out of their stomach, and slam their heads on the walls. This is what these people say they will do. Our Congress put it in the Library of Congress. It's in a book that was uh, printed from France. These are the same people who uh, Vigano warned us about, Archbishop Vigano. These are the same people that Kennedy was telling us about, about a secret society uh, that by covet means are going to try to take over the nation with the monolithic conspiracy. This is the most one of the most informed men in the world at the time telling us of a conspiracy to take over America. And then Vigano writes Trump letters and say, hey, Trump, they're trying to take care of your rights and liberties. They're going to cheat on the election. Get ready. And then Trump didn't come out and tell the people. So the thing is, is that Trump was trusting his uh, attorneys that were near him. And he knows exactly what the truth is. But then he partially goes out because he's it's almost like he's by himself. He, he tries to say stuff with all these enemies right in his square, and he knows they want to kill him, right? So he puts out a little bit of information, then they attack him for months, and he gets quiet, and, and he's spending his time saying, I didn't do it, I'm clean, I'm whatever, trying to protect his identity, rather than teaching the people, hey, everybody, you know y'all got the power to reform all this, right? So this is one of the issues that, we're having in America is that the politicians are not strong enough to protect what we're supposed to protect. See, as the people, if we all know what's right. There's so many of us that nobody could take over. But as the politicians, as soon as you get in the middle of some, some, uh, some, some scum of the earth, you know, swamp creatures, they are going to tell you, you better do this. You better do that. You're going to get in trouble if you don't do this and do that. Uh, don't listen to these people. They don't know the law. We are attorneys. You better follow us, right? Yeah, that's right. Somebody said in the comments, the Jesuit Extreme Oath. That was Romney Wadsworth. Yes, the Jesuit Extreme Oath. Everybody needs to go listen to it on YouTube. It will blow your mind. But notice that Bill Clinton, uh, Jesuit Georgetown University, Biden, Jesuit, right? Um, Brown, the governor, Jesuit. Cuomo, Jesuit. Uh, um, Obama, Jesuit and Marxist trained, right? The attorney I was I was going against the other day, Loyola, Jesuit trained. The Jesuits have infiltrated law schools, changed the, the law books and changed the words. And I can show you two law books and show you them change definitions in front of your face, right? In order to be able to steal stuff from the people and infiltrate. And if we don't wake up and realize that this is happening, we got to understand that we're going to get in trouble. And Romney in the comments, Rosworth is telling, he said that wicked oath was entered into the U.S. congressional record in 1913. Everyone should read and find out what the Jesuits are all about. We should, because they paid a $166 million lawsuit for raping kids over like five decades. So they've been allowed to get away with raping kids and act like they don't know that it's wrong. They've been working uh, in different states to steal children through CPS programs and lie on parents in order to get kids to rape. And we're going to just sit around and act like we don't know, right? 
It's easy to put your head in the sand, but our government servants are not the ones who are to stop this corruption when it gets like this. We are to know the truth. We are to know the law and we are to hold our servants accountable. If God said that we can hold our kings and nobles accountable, how much more in America can we hold accountable our servants? Yeah, amen. You got to think about that. Amen. That's exactly right. Well, look, Dave, I, I've enjoyed it. I hope we can bring you back on the show. Uh, hopefully, I'm your humble servant anytime. Well, I, I I think the people have really appreciated you. They like the fact that you're not just dry and giving out you know, some words here. You're excited about it because you've seen it work. You've seen it and you, you've also helped other people see it work. So that's a great thing. Mm-hmm. Well, here's what I want to do. I want to give you the last word. And all I have up here is your Twitter and your Rumble. So if you got something else, let me know. I'll try to slap that in the archives later on this morning at sonsoflibertymedia.com where people can get the video and they can get the uh, the podcast and and the articles we've had for over the weekend and things of that nature. But if you'll give people a final word of exhortation, uh, not just and then and then also tell them where they can find out more about you or they can follow you. But a word of exhortation. You've been exhorting us the whole time, but this will be a final word as we close out the show. Well, I just want to tell you guys that your forefathers loved you. Your forefathers left you love letters called state constitutions. These are people who understood what it was like to go through tyranny, through oppression. If you look in the Declaration of Independence, you will see where our forefathers complained that the king sent swarms of officers in new offices to eat up uh, their substance. So the same pain that you're feeling now, the same struggle your forefathers went through those things and left you love letters to tell you how to protect yourselves, how to protect your state, how to trust in God and use what is written to hold government servants accountable. Remember that the King of England was powerful, mighty. He had uh, warships, right? He has these ships and, and cannons and the ability in his mind, to wipe America off the face of the earth. But your forefathers trusted in God, declared independence from him. And this is when they actually had kings. Well, in America, these people are just your servants. And you have been left love letters to tell you how to fix this situation. And not only did they leave the words, but they also took the action to show you that America is here today because they stood up against tyranny and oppression. I want you to not feel bad about standing up for your rights and standing against oppression, because here's the truth. Your forefathers said that to not stand up and go against tyranny and oppression is slavish. And it goes against the ends and the the happiness and the joy of mankind. You can find that in, I believe, Kentucky and Tennessee constitutions. If you don't stand up and tell the truth and fight for your nation, it can be lost. But God does everything at the right time on purpose. He understands what you're facing, what you're dealing with. To the point that we can hear that this show has been showing different things in the word that lines up with everything that we've shown in the law and the word today. God is not doing this by mistake, but he tells you 
that he teaches line upon line, line upon line, precept upon precept, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. God does everything in perfect timing, and he's been raising you up for a time such as this. So if you want to stand and do what it is that God would have you to do and direct the nation, correct your state, God is giving you the ability to do so. Trust in him, believe in him. You are working by his permission. When he gives you permission and gives you power, it is yours. Take action and do what it is that he has given us to do. I thank you guys for hearing. Let us take our republic back. It's going to happen. You will see it coming. Let's be part of it together. And I just want to thank you guys. I want to thank God for this opportunity. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Dave, so much. Hang on and I'll say goodbye to you off air. Uh, good word from Dave there to be active in this. You know, our faith without works is dead. Uh, it's very clear. And that's not just in, you know, feeding feeding the, those who are hungry or giving a glass of water or visiting those in prison. It's also in doing those things of confronting those who are in positions of authority. We have plenty of examples. All the prophets, their message was not just spiritual, it was political. They were calling them back to the law. We see that with John the Baptist, Jesus, the apostles. They were always addressing. I mean, what can you imagine a guy today uh, going up to the president and saying, it is unlawful for you to have your brother's wife? <laughs> can you imagine that? Oh, you hater, you bigot, and even Christians. If he said, you're worthy of death, Christians would say, well, we can't kill him because of that. Well, it's not about that. It's about the law of God. What is the law said? What is justice? What, you know, these are the things that we've been talking about. So Dave, thank you so much. Guys, catch Bradley at 3 Eastern on sonsoflibertymedia.com. And then Lord willing, we'll be back in the morning to talk with you. Uh, see you then.